Good morning. This is Abby with your daily Berlin briefing for Thursday, February 2nd, 2023. Starting in February, several new regulations will come into effect in Berlin and throughout Germany. RBB has compiled a list of the most important changes, starting with no more masking in buses and trains. Starting today, there is no longer an obligation to wear an FFP2 mask on long-distance trains in Germany. Berlin and Brandenburg also have abolished the masking requirement on local public transport, and the requirement only still applies in doctor's surgeries, clinics, nursing homes, and other healthcare facilities. And piggybacking on the masking, the Corona Ordinance also expires. Another regulation aimed at containing the coronavirus expired today. The Corona Occupational Health and Safety Regulation, which required employers to develop a company hygiene plan and included offering home office and testing options for employees. Initially, it was supposed to last until April, but will now end early due to the declining number of new cases of COVID. First aid kits now must include masks. New first aid kits must now include two medical masks. However, it is not necessary to replace first aid kits with old equipment that is still usable. Next, e-cigarette liquids are to be taxed. Liquids for e-cigarettes have been subject to the tobacco tax since last summer. However, there is a transition period for, quote, old stocks until February 13th. Until then, products manufactured before June 30th of 2022 can be sold tax-free. But as of February 13th, they will be taxed, initially at 16 cents per milliliter, and the tax will gradually increase to 32 cents per milliliter by 2026. And lastly, the Youth Culture Card was introduced in Berlin. Since February 1st, young adults in Berlin can apply for a Youth Culture Card. The card has a credit of 50 euros and can be used for events at around 200 cultural institutions. The offer is open to all Berliners between the ages of 18 and 23. And those interested can register on the website jugendkulturkarte.berlin until February 28th and then pick up the card at one of more than 40 libraries. The 50-euro credit is valid until April 30th for visits to museums, theaters, opera houses, cinemas, and clubs, as well as readings. According to current estimates, Berlin's economy will not fall into recession in 2023. Yesterday, economics Senator Stefan Schwartz said that he has justified hopes that economic growth this year will be over 1%. His office is officially forecasting an increase in gross domestic product of 0.5 to 1%. That would put the capital once again above the level of most other German states. The federal government recently forecasted 0.2% growth for this year after previously predicting a decline in economic output. Speaking to journalists, Schwartz pointed to positive indicators for stable economic development in the capital region despite the complicated global situation. At 2.5%, Berlin's growth last year was well above the national result of 1.4%, and the senator expects that trend to continue in 2023. 
The job market also proved to be robust, and Berlin was the only German federal state where the number of unemployed was lower than a year earlier, despite an increase from November to December. Per Schwartz, the unemployment rate of 9.1% is still too high, but that's also due to, quote, metropolitan problems. Even in the wealthy city of Hamburg, 7.2% of the working age population is out of work. In terms of the creation of jobs subject to social insurance contributions, Berlin did better than any other federal state in the year to November, with an increase of 3.2%, or 52,000 additional jobs. And more than a quarter of the new jobs were created in the information and communications sector, with many companies experiencing strong growth. There are now 10% more large companies with more than 250 employees in the city than in the pre-corona year of 2019. The wave of bankruptcies that were feared at the beginning of 2022 due to the aftermath of corona and the energy crisis has not materialized in the city. In fact, the number of bankruptcies in 2022 was even lower than in 2019 at just over 1,000. In the important startup sector, the economic administration sees a consolidation process. 2021 was a record year when venture capitalists invested 10.5 billion euros in young Berlin companies. In 2022, this sum was cut in half because the venture capital market, quote, cooled dramatically due to the turnaround in interest rates and inflation. Nevertheless, half of the 9.9 billion euros in venture capital in Germany in 2022 went to the Hauptstadt. Behind the 4.9 billion for Berlin came Bavaria with 2.4 billion euros and Baden-Württemberg with 646 million. In the past five years, investors have brought 25 billion euros in venture capital to Berlin. The economic administration sees indicators that many of Berlin's startups are sustainable. They employ an average of 44 people, which is twice the national average, and they continue to attract international talent to the city in large numbers, and 40% of startup employees come from abroad. It is this attraction that allows Schwartz to be positive about the future, even in the longer term. In Germany, demographics and the declining number of young people have proven to be the biggest obstacle to growth. The independent senator also commented on his possible future after the new elections on February 12th. He said he would be happy to remain in office if the current mayor, Giffey, would also lead the next Senate. Schwartz emphasized the goal of being among the top three states in terms of economic strength, quote, at some point, and becoming a donor state in the federal fiscal equalization system. The housing company Vonovia has announced that it will not start any new construction projects this year, mainly in Berlin and Dresden. In the capital alone, this will affect about 1,500 planned apartments. Matthias Wolf, the company's press spokesman, told RBB24 Radio that the reason for the decision was the increasingly difficult general conditions, namely inflation, as well as increasing interest rates and construction costs. As a result, new construction projects that had been planned for the entire city will not be started this year. This concerns the planned apartments of the core brand Vonovia and the real estate companies Deutsche Wohnen and Buvog, the majority of which belong to the Vonovia Group. 
The group also does not plan to build any new apartments in Potsdam this year. However, Wolf said all projects that have been started and are underway will be completed, and there will be no abrupt stops in their construction. In addition, he said, projects will continue to be developed and building permits will be obtained. And the aim is to be ready for takeoff when the external conditions are right again. The Vanovia Group owns about 136,000 apartments in Berlin and about 8,000 in Brandenburg and is considered the largest residential landlord in Europe. As recently as November, Vonovia CEO Rolf Buch announced that the Bochum-based DAX-listed group would cut its investments in new construction and energy-efficient renovation by 40% to $850 million for 2023. David Eberhardt, spokesman for the Berlin-Brandenburg Housing Association, also told RBB that the conditions for new construction and modernization are difficult. However, he is not currently aware of any other housing companies that are stopping new construction projects. Per reporting, it is becoming increasingly difficult for non-profit organizations such as municipal or cooperative housing associations to manage new construction at affordable rents. On top of that, costs are rising due to higher standards for new construction required by policymakers and public subsidies for new construction and modernization could help. Yesterday, the seven-member jury of this year's Berlinale was announced, and it will decide on awarding of the Golden and Silver Bears. Hollywood actress Kristen Stewart will preside over the jury, and a total of 19 films were admitted to the competition. In addition to the films and juries for the main competition, the nominees for several special awards were also presented. One of these is the Documentary Film Award, which has been awarded at the Berlinale since 2017 and is sponsored by RBB. The prize is endowed with 40,000 euros, and there are 20 films in the competition. The film festival begins on February 16th with the award ceremony on February 25th. This year marks the 73rd edition of the Berlinale. And lastly, thank you to our anonymous donors and all of our Patreon sponsors for your generosity. Please visit our website at berlinbriefingpunk.de for more information about donating to help keep us up and running. That said, please remember we are forever committed to keeping Berlin Briefing free and without advertisements for everyone. Berlin Briefing will be back on Sunday with a repost of our 2021 election special. Thanks for listening.